0: Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.
1: Now Ryanair has just published results for its Q one, which is April, May and June. The airline posted profit after tax of one hundred and seventy million euro for the period, compared to a loss of two hundred and seventy three million after tax in the same period last year. Joining me now for analysis is travel journalist Owen Corrie. Morning Owen. Good morning, Gavin. So, if I look at the passenger figure, forty-five point five million compared to eight point one million in the same period last year, seems to me this is kind of a story of getting back to normal.
0: Getting back to normal, except Ryanair's normal, uh, 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 typically, sorry, is actually well ahead of the normal for twenty nineteen. If you look at those passenger figures, Gavin, fifteen point nine million in uh, June, so fifteen point four million in May. 14.3 million in April. That's the quarter we're dealing with here. Each of them are quite a distance ahead of what they were doing in 2019. And you can see what's happening is that Ryanair, they kept their aircraft certified. They kept their pilots in place. One of the notes in this morning's press release is that they are fully staffed for the summer. Unlike other airlines, they are seizing market share everywhere.
1: Yeah, they do seem to have come through this recent period without the the same level of, of cancellations as others.
0: Very, very much. You know, they're the market leaders in six different countries. Each of those have they've piled on, uh, you know, percentages of five, six, seven percent. In Ireland, for example, uh, Ryanair would tip. Would you know, a couple of years ago, they it would have been about forty-four percent market share versus forty-one percent for Aer Lingus. So it's now fifty-six percent. Uh, interestingly enough, the countries that Aaron mentioned in the results, um, one of them is Germany, where they seem to have retreated a little bit from the battlefield mainly withdrawing from frankfurt the main airport there but and there's number two in france they have a small enough share but they're they're pretty much roaring ahead to the extent that if you compare them months month for month with the airlines around the world they're now in second place after southwest and usa that's probably skewed by the fact that chinese airlines aren't back in the air yet
1: well that is still an absolutely unbelievable result that would be number two in the world in, in terms of who's the, who's the most busy uh, and there is another positive in here Owen. i wanted to ask you about, which is the the fuel hedging so that the market price at the moment for jet fuel is 146 dollars a barrel for this year this financial year They've 65% of their fuel locked in at $63 and 15% locked in at 78
0: uh, not only that, but they have locked in a lot of um, the 2023-2024 um, at to, uh, to about 30%. So it does look like they have made the call. Right, Michael O'Leary is quite good at the. He's a gambler at heart, really. His his happy places with his elbow on the on the railings there at Punchestown or Cheltenham. Yeah. He has decided that uh, it's going to keep going one direction, and he's hedged. He's increased his hedging for full year 24. It's interesting that the note in the results says that even though they're only buying about 20 percent of the fuel at current market prices, it will impact on their fares and the fares uh, there's a good interesting shape to those fares which is continuing something that pre uh, was came in before COVID where the average fare is uh, down the average fare in this in this qu- quarter is about 34 euro but the ancillary revenue is going up it's now about 22 euro uh, 50 per passenger so even though uh, their average fare is 6% down on what it was in 2019 the amount of money they're about they are able to shake us down for for our flight has gone up to about €56 a passenger. Any listeners will need no introduction to what's happening. You can't get a bag on board unless you pay the extra for priority boarding.
1: Yeah, and that's the key, isn't it, I think, in in driving that ancillary revenue forward, that change made uh, made there a couple of years ago. Uh, It's interesting in here some of the commentary on the relationship with Boeing, which we know has been very fraught. They are implying really that, that they've not proceeded with a, with a new order of 737 MAXs as of now. They say they've decided to extend the leases on, on some of the Airbus aircraft in the, the Loud Emotion unit um, instead of this new order, basically, due, due to what they call Boeing's failure to agree on competitive pricing.
0: Very much the same megaphone stuff we've heard from Ryanair down the years. They've always huffed and they've puffed and then they've gone back to Boeing. What, uh, you know, at at its simplest level, it's just that they're always looking for that extra uh, few bob off their aircraft. They've had 73 deliveries, just to give a scale of that. That's two aircraft or three aircraft a week were arriving uh, during COVID. Uh, New aircraft, so 73 new aircraft in the fleet this summer. And there's no um, danger that that supply line will slow down because the current order is so large. What they're looking forward to, though, is a better price from Boeing for the next lot. And Airbus, you know, they have that little bit of leverage because they bought into Lauda, and Lauda is an Airbus airline, and they've made a big deal out of their Airbus facilities. For, for example, in North Dublin, where they service the aircraft, the reality is their Airbus orders are small beer compared with Boeing. One yeah. gets the impression they're going to keep going back to Boeing. It's just that um, when they keep going to back to them, they want the price uh, to not to be taken for
1: granted. Yeah. It is. Kind of, it is. I mean, it is kind of amusing that they have this uh, little lever and how they can say, "Oh, Airbus is great. Happy to have to take some more. You know, to do some more with them." But uh, Boeing, oh, not so much. In, in terms of the outlook, uh, Owen, they are quite cautious really in, in, in what is overall a very positive statement I think but they're cautious on the outlook they say there are signs of pent up demand but people are making bookings close to the point of departure people seem to be sort of playing it by ear based on whether to go abroad
0: That's wrecking everyone's head in aviation and in travel. The lead-in price a couple of years ago would be about six weeks. The lead-in time would be about six weeks. People committed with six weeks to go. They're committing at less than two weeks to go. Now, the fare situation during the summer has... Push that out a little bit because prices for August, as listeners will need no introduction to, very very high. But the lead-in time it makes it very very difficult to plan your network uh, frequencies, all of that sort of thing. they would like it to be a little bit further out, and um, that may be part of the fare policy because one of the things having a low average fare and then making your money out of ancillary does is it plants you at the top of the internet search engine with a very low fare, and that's they're. Trying trying to stimulate all the time they did a flash sale last week for September October trying to make a decision what the appetite for travel was yeah. and there's absolutely no doubt everybody was very scared scared by omicron in december which pushed back the progress that uh, the return to flying after covid and scared by the war which uh, didn't cause cancellations but slowed down bookings that's why July prices dropped a little bit and uh, as uh, the report this morning says, we don't know what the next uh, war or Omicron is. It's very, very volatile out yeah, there.
1: They're, they're not giving any guidance, any financial guidance uh, for the current financial year as of yet. OK, overall then, Owen, sum it all up for me in a nutshell. What's your assessment of how things are, are looking for these guys?
0: The history of Ryanair is never waste a good crisis. Um, During the 9-11, they moved to be one of the biggest airlines in Europe, uh, buying a lot of low-cost aircraft. During the global financial recession, they doubled, nearly doubled their their numbers. The history of COVID has been that they've made a a market grab across six major European markets where they're now the leader. Another six, they're now in second place. They have saw it as an opportunity for growth. And what's more astonishing, they were able to deliver on that.
1: Excellent stuff, Owen. We'll leave it there. That's travel journalist Owen Corrie with analysis of Ryanair's latest results. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.